Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Loose Lugs presented by Double L Sports Network. I am your host, Lauren Leach. Unfortunately, I'm not joined by Mark Allen this week, but I did gather his thoughts on Daytona and will share them as we go along. He will join us again next week for episode 4. I'm going to start with Friday's NASCAR Gander RV and Outdoors Truck Series race, which saw Riley Herbst in the KBM number 51 grab the pole. He also led the first 21 laps and won stage one. Grant Enfinger ended up winning stage two and also the race in a close finish between him and Jordan Anderson. What a drive for Jordan Anderson. It looked like he was going to grab the race win on the outside, but the two made contact and Grant Enfinger went on to win the race. The race had five cautions for 26 laps, including two cautions for the stage end. There were 15 lead changes between seven drivers. Grant Engfinger led four times for 41 laps. Austin Hill led 11 laps, and he led the race twice. Sheldon Creed also led the race twice for two laps. Riley Herbst led the first 21 laps, and that was the only time he led the race. Stuart Friesen led 13 laps for two times. Ben Rhodes led the race four times for 17 laps. And Tyler Ankrum in the 26 GMS machine led one lap. Um, I have to give a shout-out to Jordan Anderson once again. P2, an absolute stellar run for that team. That team, if you looked, uh, uh, even last year and, and two years ago, that team had a the smallest trailer. It almost looked like they were going super late model racing, and out came a NASCAR truck series truck, and... Where they are today is absolutely incredible. Um, and to get uh, second place at Daytona, he was elated as he should be. And boy, he came so, so close to the race win. And it, and it looked like he was going to grab it, as I said. And then Grant pro protected the bottom. The two made contact. And Grant ended up sliding up the track a little bit and was able to hold on. But Jordan has to help, uh, hold his head high, and uh, I look forward to seeing how far that team can go because how far they came in just a few short years to now has been absolutely incredible, and I hope they can grab more sponsorship as they go. Um, also, a shout-out to the Wisconsin drivers. How about Derek Krause grabs a fourth-place finish. Natalie Decker comes home P5. Johnny Sauter, P7. Unfortunately for Ty, a scary incident there uh, around the 16-lap mark the end of near the end of Stage 1. He gets hit in the door, goes upside down, slides down the track a little bit. Um, as Mark mentioned to me, everyone held their breath that knew him. Thankful that nobody hit him. And, uh, boy, if you look at the top of that truck, it almost looked like there was a hole on, on the top of it where he skid down. Um, nothing like he has uh, seen or, or been through before, as he mentioned when he came out of the care center. Um, we've got to know his, his family and him pretty well over the years, so we're happy to see him hop out of it. But uh, an absolute scary incident and was glad to see him get out of the truck after that. He is looking forward to getting to Las Vegas. And uh, speaking of Las Vegas... Looks like he's got a uh, familiar but new sponsor in the truck series on his truck this weekend. He will be sponsored by iRacing, who's been a huge part of his racing at the short track level, and now they join him for the uh, truck series 
at Las Vegas. They're going to join him for a few other races and also Ross Chastain for a few races with Nice Motorsports. Um, so that's uh, that's awesome that they joined there. A few years ago, they also did sponsor him for a race in the Xfinity Series when he was racing for Roush Fenway Racing. So great to see iRacing uh, get on board and, and keep the support up for Ty and uh, a sport that we all love. Um, the race, the truck race, took two hours, four minutes, and 53 seconds. So not too bad there. The trucks always put on a good show, as we had mentioned in the previous podcast, one of our favorites, and they sure did not disappoint this time. Um, Looking forward to Las Vegas for the trucks. Kyle Busch is the defending champion. He is also in the race this weekend. Uh, Mark's favorite is Johnny Sauter, and great minds must think alike because I also favorite Johnny Sauter in this race. Mile and a halfs have seemed to be great for him over the last few years, and I think uh, early on in the season when people don't know necessarily what to expect, if there's little changes with the trucks, a veteran like Johnny, I think he will get it done, as does Mark. So then we transfer into the NASCAR Xfinity Series here, the NASCAR Racing Experience 300 at Daytona. Myatt Snyder in the 21 Richard Childress Racing Machine grabs the pole. A lot of people were surprised by that. I was a little surprised. Um, That uh, team has had a lot of success over the years. And uh, they saw it with Myatt Snyder. Great speed coming out. And uh, he goes out and grabs the pole in his first Xfinity Series race, which was special. His dad Marty there. Um, Marty was giving him a hug, talking him through it as they were waiting to see if he would hold on for the pole. And uh, Marty is a a guy who's in the broadcasting business for NBC for a while now. So um, great to see that family be so happy and seeing Myatt Snyder get some uh, kudos there as he gets the the pole for the NASCAR Xfinity Series. That's a kid who's seen um, a lot of good experience throughout the years. Um, so I'm hoping we see him cl- continue to climb the ladder. Guy that has a ton of talent, like a lot of these guys we'll mention here. So, um, boy, you could see a lot of these drivers uh, have some early success and success throughout the season and see them maybe at the cup level sooner rather than later. So um, I think there's a lot of there's a good pipeline going up to the up to the cup series. You'll see some veterans maybe hop out within the next few years and see some of these young guns hop in. So uh, it'll be interesting to continue to watch throughout the season. Um, Stage one went to Jeb Burton. There's another guy who's been trying to find some good equipment over the years. Ran well most of the time when he's been in a car or truck. And he claimed stage one and he had a a heck of a run as well. Very strong until he got wrapped up in a, a late incident. Stage two goes to Justin Elgeyer. That was Mark's pick. Um, he again was uh, involved in a, a late incident, and uh, he ran into a car that was really slow. And Justin Haley was on the inside of him, and Justin had uh, Justin Elgeyer had nowhere to go, and unfortunately got caught up in that with a good car. Um, Noah Gregson cla- claims the race, and if you notice. That makes it one, two, and three for Junior Motorsports as Burton grabs stage one, Elgeyer stage two, and Noah Gregson wins the race. So 
obviously they're off and running and have good equipment and early success here in the season. Um, some of the early news was uh, surprising that Colleg had two cars fail to qualify. The 10 of Ross Chastain and the 16 of A.J. Allmendinger had some sort of left front, maybe a hub issue, so they failed to, to qualify. A.J. Allmendinger does not get to race. Ross Chastain, they go into the 38 Ryan Sieg racing car um, that was qualified in by Jeff Green, and Ross Chastain hops in that, so at least he could race. Finishes back in the pack, but at least he, he had a shot at it. The race had seven cautions for 28 laps. That includes two stage ends as well. 12 lead changes um, by eight drivers. Noah Gregson led twice for 15 laps. Harrison Burton led twice for nine laps. Timmy Hill, he leads one lap on his way to a third-place finish. There's a shout-out to a small team as well. Um, heck of a run. Awesome to see these small teams get some good runs because ultimately those are the teams that that really need it. Everyone likes to run well. Everyone needs it, but those smaller teams, it means a little bit more to them. Um, the 98 of Chase Briscoe, he leads once for five laps. The uh, 36, Alex LeBay, he leads one time for 19 laps. There's another small team having uh, lead, lead the race and get some TV time. That was great for them. Uh, Jeb Burton in the 8, he led twice for 26 laps. Justin Allgaier led twice for 23 laps. And Mike Snyder led twice for 22 laps. Um, Jeb Burton and Harrison Burton both had great days. Harrison's with um, Joe Gibbs Racing, Jeb with Junior Motorsports. Harrison Burton goes on to finish P2. Jeb Burton got caught up in that late wreck, as I previously mentioned. Uh, but great run by the, the Cousins there. Um, we already mentioned that Junior Motorsports was strong. Uh, the 8 and the 7 get caught up late, but they uh, they had a stranglehold on this race with uh, all all three of the drivers winning Stage 1, 2, and the race. Um, so they're off and firing. Uh, Chase Briscoe was strong as well. He was up front for a lot of the day. He was leading late. Ultimately, Noah Gregson grabs the win, but he was he was up there as well. I accept, uh, expect a good showing for him the rest of the year. The race took 2 hours, 11 minutes, and 44 seconds. And as we transition into Las Vegas, Kyle Busch, once again, he won the Xfinity Series race last year. But there are no NASCAR Cup Series guys in the field this year for the Xfinity Series. Mark chooses Noah Gregson. I'm going with somewhat of a low-key guy, I think. I haven't heard a lot of a, about him being talked about into this weekend. I'm going to go with a redemption story. Daniel Hemrick in the 8 Junior Motorsports Machine gets it done. He's going to be sponsored by South Point. That's a sponsor local to Las Vegas. And uh, he gets a little bit of redemption early on, and he takes the win and gets some momentum going on into the season. So we'll see uh, how accurate we are with that. And, uh, boy, if Hemrick could pull that off, that would give him a lot of uh, good thoughts going on as he lost his ride at the end of last year with Richard Childress Racing. So if he could grab a win, that would be great to see and, and see where his career projects after that. 
So going back to Thursday, we're going to talk about the blue-green vacation duels for the NASCAR Cup Series. In Duel 1, Joey Logano wins. Um, the Fords were extremely uh, strong and aggressive, as Mark notes. Um, he was surprised that uh, it was that aggressive in, in both duels, really. Um, and and he, as, as I noticed as well, Chevy, Ford, and Toyota, they all worked together as teams. You saw a lot of Chevy teams were together, a lot of Toyota worked together, and a lot of Ford worked together, which wasn't too surprising, but it was obviously noticeable. Um, William Byron wins duel number two. And then that sets up the Daytona 500 on Sunday. Um, stage one went to Chase Elliott. Stage two goes to Denny Hamlin. And Denny Hamlin claims his third Daytona 500 by winning the Great American Race on Monday evening. Um, the story of Sunday and Monday, the weather came on Sunday. They got 20 laps in right off the bat on Sunday. Then, unfortunately, it uh, the rain came, so that moved it to Monday. And actually, they saw rain that delayed the 500 initially as well on Sunday. So it goes, uh, it goes to Monday. Uh, the weather was significantly different, as Mark notes, on Monday. And uh, the other thing that was noticeable was how the cars sucked up to each other, the runs that these cars were getting. And that was evident in practice, the duels, and the race, that the runs that these cars were getting were huge and something that we hadn't seen the last few years. I think we touched on that in the, in the first podcast as well, that it was just noticeably different from the last few years. Um, the race saw 23 lead changes with 13 drivers. Denny Hamlin led the most laps. He led 79 laps. He led the race three times. Ryan Blaney led the race twice for four laps. Um, the 32 of Corley Joy, he leads one lap. Ryan Newman leads twice for 15 laps. Michael McDowell leads one lap. Chase Elliott led the race once for 23 laps, and he won stage one again. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. leads twice for 24 laps. Oh, Eric Almarola. Leads twice for six laps. Alex Bowman leads three laps. He led the race twice. Joey Logano led the race once for six laps. Uh, Kyle Busch led 14 laps. He led the race twice. Um, Jimmy Johnson led the race for three laps. And then uh, the two of Brad Kozlowski led four times for 30 laps. There were nine cautions for 39 laps. Of course, two of those nine were stage ends. Um... One of the early incidents between Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and William Byron. I was trying to get Mark's thoughts on this. Unfortunately, did not. It was early on in the race, and all of a sudden they were going down the backstretch, and William Byron got turned um, by Ricky Stenhouse, who had a huge run. He started to duck out, caught the end of uh, Byron's bumper, and around went Byron, and he went into the inside wall. I was surprised to see the aggressiveness aggressiveness that early um, I thought it would uh, settle down there were signal single file at that point um, so I was curious to see that the two Chevys got together knocking one of them out um, the one thing that you have to really know about this style of racing though is is the runs that they were getting were so big that I think Ricky probably got a bigger run than he thought and you're looking in the in the rear view mirror looking at these cars behind you almost more than you are looking in front of you. So I wonder if there was a little bit of distraction there and misjudgment where he got into Byron. 
Um, I'd love to hear some more thoughts on that from from both of those drivers. Um, the big one strikes again. Um, later on in the race, uh, Le- Joey Logano was pushing Eric Almirola. Uh, they were pushing a little too aggressively and got into the two of Brad Kozlowski. Brad goes around. Big one happens, knocks out some big cars. Actually, um, Brian Blaney was involved in that. He was going through the grass, and he ends up uh, coming back to finish second. Um, and then we get into kind of the, the tough news there. The other noticeable incident was Ryan Newman, and they're coming to the checker flag. Ryan Newman is leading. Ryan Blaney is second. And Denny Hamlin is third. And Denny Hamlin kind of goes to the outside to try to get a run on Ryan Blaney. Blaney goes outside, inside. He gets into Ryan Newman a little hard. Um, Newman goes to block. Blaney tries to push Newman to the win. Gives a little bit too big of a shove. Newman spins, hits the wall, driver's side first. Goes uh, upside down. And then Corey LaJoy with absolutely nowhere to go hits Ryan Newman and when I first saw it I thought he hit him in the in the windshield and I thought maybe the car went right through the windshield into the driver compartment they slowed down the replay saw it again I think he hit him in the driver's window Mark saw another replay recently where it almost looks like he hit him in the C post behind the window Um, either way very, very scary incident. Um, I actually had to record the race on Monday and watch it after I was done working. So I started at about 7.30 um, Central Time. And Austin, I get a call about 112 laps in. And it's it's my friend Derek. And, and he had heard that uh, that a race car driver had passed away. So he calls. And I'm, I'm telling him I don't want to know anything. I don't know who wins. I don't know who crashes. And he goes, I just, I just have to ask because he had heard that someone passed away. And uh, if you know Derek, one of the great, great guys, um, owns funeral homes around the area. If you unfortunately need something um, where an event, unfortunate event happens, he loves helping families get through it. Um, one of the funeral homes he owns is um, Van Dersen Verkylen Funeral Home in Little Chute, Wisconsin. Uh, Kessler Funeral Home and Nina. So um, just a shout out to Derek, one of the great guys and, and does a lot for families and the community. So um, back to it, he, he gets a hold of me. So I watched the last 85 or so laps um, in fear of, of what I'm going to see. And then I see that. And uh, by the time I had finished the race, luckily um, I was able to go online to social media and see that um, they're reporting that he was in serious condition, non-life-threatening. Of course, in my mind, serious is still serious. You don't know how bad it was. There weren't a lot of notes out there. There wasn't a lot of information, which um, I understand because uh, there's a family that's involved there, and they should be able to to know and find out what's going on first before anything's released. Um was listening to NASCAR radio again this week as I normally do. And, and Daryl Waltrip was a guest of Clarby Lang on Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. And Daryl was saying where he just, he wishes that there was just a little bit more information, like they're dealing with a head injury or, or a neck injury or something like that. So 
it's hard to balance both sides of that. You want the family to know first. You want you want to know that what what they're kind of thinking on the back end. So it's it, it's a tough line to to discuss, go across. So uh, we'll see if anything changes. Um, they did mention while they were talking, uh, Daryl and Claire, that IndyCar kind of comes out and says what they're dealing with, what the driver's somewhat dealing with and, and going through. So um, we'll see if anything changes there. For me, um, I just hope that the driver's okay. However they decide to do it is fine because there there's families, there's people involved here. So however they want to handle it is, is fine with me. Um, but, uh, wow, absolute scary moment. Thoughts and prayers uh, were going out left and right for him and his family. Um, a lot of people were in shock. Um, I really feel bad for, for Corey LaJoy and Ryan Blaney. Those were the two guys that were involved with Ryan Newman in the incident. And, and both of them did absolutely nothing wrong. Um, Corey LaJoy had nowhere to go. Ryan Blaney was trying to win the race. And then I totally believe what he was saying. He was going to push him to the win Had such a big run that the six car just couldn't handle it. And you have also have to realize that where, where the incident happened, they're going into the trioval where the cars are already not the most stable um, because it's not as banked and the car uh, isn't being held there by the banking. So that's already a tough area for cars. So even the, the most little shove can get the car sideways. And um, that run was just too big for the car to handle. And Ryan Newman goes around and, and it becomes an absolute scary, scary incident. Um, but we're thankful he was released from the hospital yesterday. I was in shock when I saw that because I went to thinking he passed away when I hear from my friend to he's in serious condition to him being released in a very short amount of time. So I was absolutely thankful but shocked. And, uh, boy, I hope he makes a full recovery. And and uh, I think a lot of us fans are behind him, whatever he, he decides to do. Um, heard a lot of things that he may try to do the Carl Edwards thing, and, and that was it. Um, I'm not sure where that came from. Uh, we'll do some more research, and we'll wait to hear from, from him. But uh, they have announced a driver for the six uh, machine for Rouse Fenway Racing. That's going to be Ross Chastain. Um, Ross is a, a great candidate to go into that ride. Uh, Roush is thinking Chip Ganassi and Colleague Racing for allowing him to do it. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what he does because he does have some Cup Series experience. He's been running well in the Truck Series, the Xfinity Series. So um, well-deserved for Ross. You wish it was under different circumstances. But we'll wait to see what he does this weekend and, and see what the, the news is going forward. Obviously, we would love to see Ryan back in a car as soon as possible, but he has to do what's right for him and his family. And... Uh, Go watch that video of him walking out of the hospital with his two little girls, and that really puts life in perspective. Um, I'm a new father, and and I tell you what, whenever I get upset about sports or racing, there's there's that little boy that's sitting there that needs you, is happy to see you, and wants you to take care of him, and it just puts puts life in perspective. And it's an unfortunate that events like what happened sometimes make you think, um, and put things in perspective for you, but um, things happen. It, it was just racing, and, and that's the unfortunate side of racing is sometimes you get those incidents 
I don't think any any race fan really cares to see a wreck. It's a part of racing. You like to see close racing um, because you know what goes in it. All the blood, the sweat, the tears that go into making those cars, and then they they get wrecked and, and destroyed and and that um that's never great to see because you know someone put all that work in is going to have to put more work in to to rebuild the car or even to get it on the hauler sometimes they just have to put in a ton of work even if it's not going to race again so um unfortunate part of racing but uh most thankful that ryan's okay and uh hopefully he'll make a, a full and speedy recovery here shortly going into las vegas um, Joy Logano is the defending champion. Mark picks Martin Truex Jr. Although Mark is different because he was saying Ryan Truex. Most people want to call Ryan Truex, Ryan Truex Jr. He likes to call Martin Truex Jr. Ryan Truex. So that's, uh, that's just a funny thing that, uh, Mark was relaying to me. So, uh, he picks Martin Truex Jr. He thinks it'll be a close race. He's gonna, he picks Martin Truex Jr. to barely beat Brad Kozlowski and Joey Logano. I'm going with the hometown kid, Kyle Bush. He runs well there, as does Joey and Brad and Martin, but I think Kyle Bush gets the win. Um, man, he was running well in the Daytona 500 too until that motor. Uh, expired on him but uh, I think he gets it done Joe Gibbs and Toyota really have it going on so I expect uh, big things early on from that team and I think Kyle gets it done in his hometown well that's all we have for you this time on uh, Loose Lugs I appreciate all of you listening Um, Mark again will be back for episode 4 we look forward to that I appreciate him um getting back to me on a few things that I sent to him so we could go back and forth on that and and relay it to you. Um, I can't say this enough. I appreciate all of you listening and and can't wait to see where this venture goes for Double L Sports Network and the Loose Lug podcast. Again, Double L Sports Network uh, is going to do a couple of different podcasts. This racing one, we hope to venture into basketball and college sports soon. Um, of course the NFL season with the draft coming up here in April and, uh, and then, uh, maybe even hockey as well. So appreciate you all. Hope you keep enjoying this and we will talk to you soon. Um, and thank you again.